that is really weird. And I was like, why is that? She go, and she said, um, because I, when I was pregnant with you, you was a twin. And I lost your twin. Firstly, I do apologise if the audio quality is different from my usual setup. I'm out on location for this one rather than in the studio. Our guests this evening are Louise and Brownie, who are going to be sharing their experiences with us. And believe me, it's going to send shivers down your spine. How are you guys doing? Yeah, we're okay. Yeah, good, thank you. So Louise, if you don't mind, uh, should we start from the beginning of um, when you started to uh, experience these otherworldly experiences I think it was when I was about five six I always felt like there was something around me all the time but I couldn't see it it was it was weird because um I remember seeing like things coming up the stairs and one time I couldn't well, I felt like something was laying on me and I couldn't move so I had to call my mum from the other bedroom and when I went to call her, I couldn't speak. It just come out it was in whispers. Um, but she heard me. She came in, and as soon as she moved, it had gone. You know. And then when was the next one? Um, my flat. When I when I had Jack and Lana, it was just Jack and Lana there, and I could hear something coming from my bedroom, the little bedroom, and um, all I could hear was some little sort of little giggles from a little child, just little giggles. So I walk in there thinking, oh, it could be Lana's in my bedroom or something. She's not in there, she's asleep in her bed, right? I sort of left it at that. And then I go back and sit in the front room, everything's fine. About a couple of weeks later, I will be sitting in my, in my front room and my radio went off. And it was just this weird song. Um, but the weird thing is I went over to the radio and it weren't even plugged in. So I chucked it out the window, I literally chucked it out the window. Um, and then we was having a birthday party in the flats in the garden. And I remember my sister saying, Louise, there's a little girl in your bedroom. She she saw a little girl in my bedroom. So I walked in thinking, oh, Lana must be in there or my friend's little girl, Amy, because they used to play together. Walked, walked in there, there's nobody there. No child, no nothing. So I said to my sister, um... You know, you sure you saw something? And she goes, yeah, Louise, I sort of saw a little girl in there wearing a hat. So that was freaky. And then one day I was standing in the kitchen doing my washing up. And in the in the back of our flats, we've got a communal garden. So you've got like, um, like a little green fence, like a park would have. And there was, no one was out there. So I was just, I was doing the washing up and I looked up and there was this little girl standing there. And... She was, she was, she wore this like white bonnet hat and like old fashioned clothes. And I was like, am I really seeing, am I really seeing that? And then I looked down, looked back up, she's still there, but then her head starts spinning. Not like the exorcist spinning, but just around. Um, and then it started going faster and faster and faster. And then I, I, I sort of looked back down, shake my head, look up and she's gone. All right. So, I, and then I left it at that. And then about, I think it was two, three months later, I went round my nan's to go, just to go and visit her. She gets all the photos out. And um, 
I come across this photo. This there was a little girl in it, and it was the it was the girl that I saw in my garden. And I looked at my nan. I was like, "Nan, who is this girl?" And she went, "That's you." When you was little, it really freaked me out. I mean, my head started going up on my on my arms and my neck. Wow, that's that sounds absolutely crazy. That pretty much time travelled in in one aspect because mm. you you saw yourself in the past, but do you have any memories from when you was a child that your head spinning around? No, do you have any memories of uh, staring at an older like an older woman? I'm not saying that you're. I'm not saying you're old. Let's say, any memories of staring at, a, at an adult at any point in your in your life? No, I've. I weirdly enough, no. I've never ever felt like when I was. I've never had a memory like that. But I do remember when I was little. I was at my. I was in, sitting in my mum's garden, and it was just about the age that this little girl was. And I was sitting, the grass hadn't been cut, so it was really long. And I was sitting, my mum my had put a, like a little blanket for me to sit on, had my toys there. And it was my mum that told me this, and I kind of remember it. But she said, um, Louise, you were sitting on the blanket and her friend Jackie was round. And she goes, one minute you're just sitting there normally, and the next minute we, we turn around and we look, and there's these, all these butterflies spinning, flying around your head literally flying round and round your head. You don't really see a load and load of white butterflies spinning around someone's head. I found out what that, that who that girl was. Kind, I think I did anyway. Because um, obviously my nan said it was me. But I, I, a couple of months after that, I was speaking to my mum and I told her exactly what I saw, saw, that my nan said, no, that was you. And she goes, Louise, that's... That is really weird. And I was like, why is that? She go, and she said, um, because I, when I was pregnant with you, you was a twin. And I lost your twin. And the horrible thing is, once I'd found out what I'd, what I'd seen, I didn't feel anything anymore. Didn't feel nothing following me, like I have done for, for years. Nothing following me. And it had just gone. Did this feeling of this entity, which you believe may have been your twin, did you feel unsafe at the time? And was there anything that happened to you that that made you think, you know, this is not this feeling, it's not right, that there's something bad here for you to feel like that it must have been like an evil presence? When I first saw it in the flats, it it wasn't a good feeling. When I when I was looking at it, it. it wasn't a good, like, oh, my God, there's a little girl there. This was, like, what the hell is standing in my bloody garden? And, yeah, it looked like a little girl, but it didn't look like a little girl, if you get what I mean. Didn't look like a little girl. But I do also remember when I was a lot younger, I would wake up and I would have loads of scratches all over me. And I remember telling my mum, and she said, well, you know, it must be a spring out come out of your mattress or something, so I'll have a look. Nothing. No, nothing. There's not nothing, but I kept waking up with scratches. So I don't know, and that's what makes me think it was evil. And every time that I felt something around me, um, I, it could be a day, it could be two days, a couple of months, but something bad would always happen in my life. Since I haven't felt it, I've had no bad luck. Everything's been really good. Everything. Do you feel like that? Um, 
that spirit was attached to you until you found out who it was. So maybe it it could have been trying to make you aware, mm-hmm. but not sure how, say, yeah. not sure how to make you aware, but to make you feel uneasy. I think what it was was my. I think like like you just said, my twin wanted to just be recognised. That's what I believe anyway. I know it sounds silly, but. It was maybe just trying to tell me and hurting me and things like that, trying to tell me that, yes, I, I was part of you, if you get what I mean. And now that I've recognised it, it's gone. Since this thing has stopped sort of following you, do you still experience anything uh, strange happening that's not involved, like not involved to that particular um, entity? That yeah. you Do you have any more stories? I've got one other encounter... So I lost my dad when he was 47. But before we knew he was going to die because he was quite a poorly man. But um, I remember sitting in my front room in the flats because he died when I was still living in the flats. Um, he, I remember talking, we, we we've always we was always talking about it. Like, if you ever die, like my, it would always say, if I ever die, I'll let you know if there's an afterlife. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of families say that, don't they? But he was always say, right, well, I'll do something specific. So you, just in case that the afterlife won't actually let me show myself, um, I will make myself known. And I was like, yeah, whatever, you know. And uh, so he died, obviously. And I think it was about two, three years after he died that, again, the radio, I was watching the film till late. And I think it was about two, half two in the morning and this song come on the radio. And it's not a normal song you would hear quite regularly on a radio. I mean, you wouldn't have never expected this song to be on the radio. It was just a song about horses, wild horses. Yeah, it, it just come on. And then I was like, oh my God, this has got to be my dad. It has to be. Because like I said, you, you just wouldn't hear that song on the radio. And uh, again, I went up to the radio and it wasn't even plugged in. But I, I literally threw this one out the window, broke it, <laughs> even though I wasn't scared because, like, it was my dad. But I just threw it out the window. <laughs> the weird thing as well is it was the radio. I kept it. It was the radio. My dad actually bought my son. And I was actually quite pleased and it made me smile because I then realised, you know what? I think that was actually my dad. And it made me feel like he's still around. Yeah, no, I really appreciate that. Um, that's quite a, a nice sort of a heartwarming um, story there. Although sometimes when something spooky happens and it, it can scare you a bit, but it's, you know it's great that you felt like that nice, warm, calm, sort of loving feeling. <laughs> Do you have any more experiences? This one is my was my dad's. My dad was the sort of man he never believed in ghosts never believed in ghosts, he wasn't that sort of man. So I go around my dad's and he's like the wee, he, look, he looked a bit weird, he looked a bit scared. But I was like, what's the matter with you? And he goes, well, last night, Louise, I was laying in my bed, just reading my book, you know, reading my book, drinking my coffee. And um, I looked up and there was this woman, this old woman standing in my bedroom. And I was like, dad, did, didn't you freak out? Didn't it scare you, you know? And he was like, no, because the weird thing is, he said it was like she was meant to be there. Like she was just standing there, 
like you know like the old sort of 60s old lady you know standing there just ironing it was really weird but he'd look down and it like again like everyone does they'd sort of shake their head don't they look back up and she just but she, he watched her just go but my dad he's, he, he still questioned it after because he was like well it was either a ghost or it was a time lapse like he thinks he saw a time lapse an actual real time lapse or it was a ghost you never know Again, there's this uh, theory called uh, stone tape theory mm. where um, they, they say that uh, stones can actually, at a point in time, almost hold uh, a scenario or, or something that has happened. It can hold that memory in the stone and um, years later on down the line, it can play. And then someone could, uh, yeah, they can play and someone can uh, experience it. Because, um, for instance, like uh, DVDs, for instance, they are made from like a, a form of a crystal. And what that actually is, when you're watching a film, it's almost memories which are being stored on a crystal. And then you're obviously putting it in your DVD player and you're watching it back. Mm. So that's the whole sort of like premise behind, I think, like to- uh, stone tape theory that, uh, yeah, that stones that had the ability to uh, capture moments and uh, replay them over and over again. So it, 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 it could well have been. Yeah, that's kind of weird because, um, like, you hear stories, don't you, of, uh, you say with the stones, like, you hear stories of, like, loads of people, say, camping and things like that. And they've all kind of together had that experience and they all saw something, you know, like in like in olden days, horse and cart, you know, and everyone swears they've seen it, but it could maybe be that the, the stones are holding that memory and it's come out. Yeah. It's the same thing with like, you know, like silly films like Annabelle and things like that. And you know, you get certain teddy bears and certain dolls that can say, they say possess, you know, things like that. Which is really weird because I swear Andrew's teddy bear that he's still got from when he was a kid, this rugged old thing, ugly, <laughs> keeps staring at me. <laughs> I honestly, this thing keeps staring at me and he won't let me get rid of it. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Louise. We've got um my mate Brownie here tonight and uh he's got some uh, stories that he uh well, he's got some things that he's gonna share with us some weird things that happened to him um in his life uh so yeah t- take it away brownie from whatever you remember anything strange that sort of uh stands out and um that you can't explain to this day uh when i lived at my mum's house i always felt like there was something there permanently and it always felt like it was in like a boiler cupboard at the top of the stairs which was facing my bedroom and when I used to try and go to sleep, I used to swear I used to see hands at the end of the bed. Literally as if there was more than one thing there and they were just moving at the end of the bed. I kind of tried to put it off as just I'm tired and and you'd hear really weird knocks and bangs and all sorts in that bedroom. I know no one's died there or anything like that. And uh, that's where it all kind of began. 
when my nan died when I was little, I saw her two days later going into Summerfield. <laughs> Weirdly, and I told my mum, no, that's your auntie. So we went looking around the shop and there was no one in there at all. But I literally clearly saw her wearing the same thing as she always wore, little dress thing, and just creeped me out a little bit when I was younger. There's always It's always felt like there's been something with me. And it's not been nice. When I was younger, it wasn't bad. It felt just like there was someone with me all the time when I was on my own. When other people were there, I'd just... It'd be fine. It's as if nothing was there. But as soon as I was on my own, it'd feel like there was something there just like watching. And over the years, I've had a few little bits and bobs turn up. Well, the most recent one was I was living in Langford. And... I went downstairs at about, I think it was about three in the morning, something like that, go and get a drink. So you have to go down the stairs through the living room into the kitchen. But halfway through the living room, literally it was as if someone put their hand on the back of my head and just threw me to the floor. No explanation whatsoever. Just felt like someone was behind me and just went whack and pushed me against the floor. And I got up and uh, looked around obviously and there was nothing there, it just felt like someone was in the room. And to be fair, as an adult, you've never seen someone go up a set of stairs fast in your life. <laughs> and skid across the landing. Kind of dabbled in a couple of things in my life. Just because I've read up on them, and... The first one's astral projection. A few years back, when I go to sleep anyway, I go into a funny light state when I go to sleep anyway it's kind of half awake and half asleep sometimes if I'm knackered so I started looking into it it came up one day on Facebook or something about it so I started reading up on it and yeah you can get into the trance state and things and you can go around I've walked around my house and I've actually put things in places while I was there and they've actually been there which is kind of strange because I've looked it up and they've said, well, if it's true, you can do these kind of things. Mm. hasn't worked every time, but I have put things like on the fireplace, say, that shouldn't be there, just to check in the morning. And it seems to have done, unless I've got up and slept walked or something. But also, when I do that, if I get into that kind of state, it is still as if there's something there. It always ends as kind of a nightmare. It's as if something's like following me about the house. Like, I don't know. Someone or something. I, I remember a few years ago, uh, you telling me <coughs> about um, your astral projection. And I, I don't know if you're sleep, for that, for sleep paralysis, but I remember you mentioned something about the, the, the man in the hat. Mm. Do you... Do you remember? I, well, I do yes. remember you mentioned it, and I was like, so I'd watched a video about it like a few nights before, and I remember being really fascinated. I was like, wow. So, do you, do you remember that? And if, if so, just like to, yeah, like to yeah. tell us? Yeah, I do remember that. I think it was in Langford, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Literally, I was starting dozing off, and obviously, I got into that kind of trance state, I'm guessing. But I. All of a sudden, it was as if I was laying in my bed exactly how I was. I looked up to the left 
over my other half, Louise's shoulder, and there's a man standing against the wall with a hat on. And I was feeling absolutely fine. And then all of a sudden he turned his head around and looked at me. Ooh. Couldn't see facial features, anything like that. But I ended up with sleep paralysis. I could not wake up. I was screaming everything, nothing. I remember having to wake you up as well. And it was only because Louise probably noticed 10, 15 minutes later, mm. I was trying to scream, but nothing was coming out. And she managed to wake me up and I told her about it. There was just someone there. It's weird though, isn't it? Because um, it was a new house as well, weren't it? When we moved yeah. there, it was a brand new house. And before all the, that sort of area was built, um, it was just like like, farmland. Uh, like farmland. I've always, when I moved there as well, I always had this sort of feeling that we, that they built the house on sort of an old burial ground or something. And it really made me feel a bit weird. Like I ne we never felt like we were at home there. It wasn't our home. It didn't feel like our home, did it? No, it ne no, it never felt like it was ours. It always felt as if it was someone else's. Yeah, like we weren't meant to be there. Yeah, it never felt comfortable. Luckily, we've moved now. But <laughs> yeah, it, it just felt like we weren't meant to be there, and something kept trying to trying to get us to go out. And in the end, we gave up, didn't we? And was like, no, um, we don't want to stay here just anymore. So we moved. It's a weird one in the UK because. Unless the house was built in a, in a like a, a church graveyard, mm. like you, you don't you. you don't really know. No. So if you if you think about it, like over the countless thousands of what it may be, yeah, hundreds of thousands of years, the UK has had people living in it. Someone's probably died in every <laughs> square, every inch. square inch. It sounds morbid, doesn't it? You mm, know? It does, yeah. But yeah, so so it's not it's not far, you know, far fetched to. Um, to have had someone died in an area a long time ago and and whether or not they're still sort of like haunting that area but uh, that's still it's quite sort of like uh, there's something to it so you never know it could could have been I, I remember when we first moved there and um, we'd sort of we'd sit in the garden sometimes didn't we like when it was dark outside we had our little light in the garden and um, we had an alleyway didn't we down down next to the house. Yeah, it felt like someone was it always, always felt, looking yeah. over the fence at you. Always Just something felt like weird. It. it looked like someone was staring. Felt like someone was staring over the fence. If yep. you're out there on your own. To the point where Andrew's a man, right? And and I and he wouldn't go out there and have a look. I had to go and have a look because he just wouldn't. He wouldn't go out there. <laughs> I'm saying. I'm a big Jesse, really. There you are. <laughs> I've, I remember him. I remember Andrew um, say, when he was saying about his dreams. I remember him uh, having a, a dream once, and he was. I thought he was dreaming, but when I woke him up, I don't think he was. Like in in that sense, I think it wasn't a, like a scary dream um, because it did feel like someone was there. But all I remember was he, like Andrew was going, "Louise, Louise, help me!" Literally, I'd I'd have to sort of make him come to properly because he was half and half asleep. Um, but I'd have to make him come to properly, and then we'd have to go downstairs to have a, like a, have a drink. And I used to have to make sure he was stayed awake. I'd go straight. Otherwise, he'd go straight back in that dream, or whatever it is. I'd literally go straight back into like sleep paralysis. Yeah. I'd be paralysed. I couldn't wake myself up or move or nothing. But if I went, if I woke up and then within five minutes went back to sleep, I could go straight back into that nightmare, mm. and I'd be paralysed again. So I'd literally have to stay up for a quarter of an hour, half an hour, 
and then go back to sleep. So something really weird uh, happened to me. So um, earlier on this evening, Sam, Mother Arf, um she was telling us some stories about um, some things that happened in uh, the house that she used to live in with her mum and dad. Mm. And um, when we started dating, after a little while, I was staying over their house. And I remember, so I was <laughs> obviously I was asleep. And I was in a dream, and for whatever reason, in this dream, I was in this barn, right? And there was a group. There was a group of people in the barn with me, and I don't remember who they were. But all of a sudden, I couldn't breathe anymore. I was like, I was trying in the dream. I was like holding my throat, mm. and I was going, <gasps> and I just physically couldn't breathe. Mm. And it, it really was like, um, yeah, sort of suffocating. And next thing I know, Sam's shaking me, going, "Are you all right? You're right. You're right. Wake up! Wake up!" And then I sort of remember, I just sort of went <gasps> this huge inhale, and I was like, "What?" And she goes, "You were like choking in your sleep. You were choking." I don't know whether or not I was actually physically. It was early in the morning. Yeah, I don't know if I was actually judged. physically being strangled yeah. because uh, <laughs> there was this there was this joke going on that. Uh, apparently, they didn't like me and they wanted to throttle me. <laughs> <laughs> but I tell you what, that was. That was a really weird dream because, you know, other than the other weird dream I have is, is usually that um, I'm in a dream and for whatever reason, I need to find a toilet. And every toilet I find, it's like out in the middle of like a public uh, place that everyone could see me. Mm. And it's like I'm struggling to find a toilet so I was like but everyone's looking at me then I wake up and I really need really really need to piss so I think that's a weird occurring dream I have I have nightmares literally borrowing freaking toilets like a public toilet with loads of toilets and it's the same entity that I see in my dreams and things you can never see it see it but it's always there but it's far away and it's as if I need to go to the toilet and then I can feel it getting closer and then I have to try and run away, and then obviously I can't wake up again, and I have another <laughs> busy fit in bed. It's quite funny actually, because we've just been camping, haven't we? Yeah. And uh, like, again, Andrew's a wussy, especially in the dark. Um, and when you go to the showers, you got five minutes well, to quickly have the shower before the lights turn off. And <laughs> I remember I was I was just literally round the corner washing the dishes that we'd had for dinner. <laughs> you can hear Andrew just come running out because the, the lights have gone out. He would stay in there. But going back to the astral projection that Andrew was talking about, I remember, I don't know if it was astral projection or what, but I remember when I was, uh, I think it was about 15. And I remember having, like, you know, you get them vivid dreams. They're re- they look really real. And um, I remember, I remember, like, flying in my dream. But I was I was flying over like houses and I could remember a specific house and all that lot. And then obviously obviously the dream ended, you wake up, and I think it was about a week later, my dad comes round and he's like, Should we, should we go for a drive? So I said, Yeah, okay. So we went for a drive and there was this white house. And white it was a lot sort of, you know, like one of them old fashioned white houses with the black black bean type things. And I remembered that in my dream. And I was like, Dad, have we ever been this way before? Like, have we ever been here? And he's like, no, never. So maybe I astral projected in my dream. 
I don't know. It was just really, really weird. Mm. Mm. I think we need to get onto the succubus. I think we need to get onto uh, that. <laughs> so, uh, what's this? What's this about a succubus? <laughs> <laughs> for for that for those that don't know what a succubus is, um, look it up. <laughs> <laughs> May I have to tell some of them what a succubus actually is first? Well, I'll let them Google that bit. <laughs> Basically, it's a kind of sex demon <laughs> that you can summon. I'm very into demons and things and a bit of everything, really. Demonology, really. Yeah, yeah, anything that tickles my fancy, I like to learn about and like to try things for a laugh. So I decided one night, I found a couple of websites that were really into the dark kind of things and and it wasn't your normal run-of-the-mill website it was people that were really really serious about it I can't remember the name of it but it was pretty cool so I <laughs> looked up and the, it was going on about the easiest demon to get is a succubus which is like the daughter of one of the daughters of Lilith the demon so basically, I went through, you have to astral project to be able to actually even ask Lilith to send one of her daughters. They're not male, they're not female, this, that and the other. And you go through this spiel of all this stuff and there's me sitting, I was laughing as I was trying to do it on my own in bed. And uh, the first thing they say is if something's actually going to happen, you start feeling things touching your legs, just like hands, fingers, just gently and it goes up your body you have a weird little kind of shaky spell but you got to kind of go with it and then other stuff can happen it might not and basically this ended up with this something I don't even know what it was you can kind of see it in your mind but it's there and not sat on my lap in bed and I was like um, okay what do I do now so I, I just panicked and went can you leave me and supposedly that's what you have to ask it and it goes and it did it was just a bit strange <laughs> so Louise with that information do you have to keep an eye on him at night and make sure he's not <laughs> well I don't know if you can kind of can you call it cheating or <laughs> shall I give him a slap um, I don't know well if he's not a female or a male or a, or a, or a human I think we'll uh, wrap this one up. Uh, thank you so much for being uh, on the show this evening. And um, yeah, our, I'm sure our listeners will actually uh, will really enjoy um, hearing your stories and uh, having I'm a laugh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's being a little bit, um, I mean, a little bit of lighthearted fun as well. You know, nothing can't always be serious. Yeah. Cause, you know, <laughs> But yeah, thank thank you so much for um, for being on. And uh, yeah, if there's any final words you want to say, anyone you want to shout out, go ahead. Well, yeah, yeah, I thank yeah, thank you for having us. Um, <laughs> and I'm hoping to do this again because I do have a few more stories, but they're not mine. Um, so yeah, I'll um, I'll, I'll come back and tell you some more. I've got a couple more as well, to be honest. So. You might hear from me again, <laughs> but thank you for having us on. And I'll let you know if he got, if he if he summons a demon again, a succubus, and I, I might have, have a, a little cheeky one. <laughs> I might have a go. <laughs> well, thank you so much, um, and uh, yeah, enjoy the rest of your evening. Thank you.
Thank you so much for joining us this week, and I hope you have enjoyed tonight's episode. Thank you to our guests this week, Andrew and Louise. Mm-hmm.